0: All right, all right, all right. You ready for the Word? I decided this weekend that I'm not just going to spend 10 minutes talking about baptism and then, and then, you know, preach a sermon, then 10 minutes on baptism. I decided I wanted to remind you who have been baptized what God has done in your life amen and I think it's good for you to be reminded that when I was baptized here's what God did in my life and so so whether you're not baptized or baptized this is a word for you okay so before we get to it I want to be clear about a couple of really important things number one you do not have to be baptized to be saved that is heresy all right That's not true. Salvation is in the name of Jesus Christ. That's it. So scripture says, call upon the name of the Lord. You'll be saved. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. That's it. So listen, if somebody gives their life to Christ, doesn't get baptized, walks out, gets hit by a semi-truck out there. Well, guess what? They are going to heaven for eternity. Amen. So you don't have to be baptized to be saved. Also, you don't have to be baptized to begin a relationship with Jesus. You may you give your life to Christ right there. That's when, that's how you begin your relationship with Christ. Amen. You also don't have to be baptized to come to our church and to participate in communion. You don't have to be baptized to worship God with us. There are some places that if you're not baptized, you can't participate beyond a certain level in the church. That is not true at Eternity Church. But listen to me. Though all that there, you do have to be baptized if you want to continue to grow in your relationship with God, okay? So if you want to continue to grow in your relationship with God, it is a step that the Word of God commands that we need to take, amen? So imagine you're dating somebody. Some of you, that's easy. You are dating somebody. And you really, really, really want to get married. And you really want to make that public commitment to each other. You want to tell your friends, we're forever. This is real. This is not just a fleeting feeling, right? You want to go to the next level in your relationship, but they don't want to. Number one, let's step out of what God would do there. Let's talk about you. Gals, if you're dating a guy and he doesn't want to get married, break up. Break up right now on that day. You you don't want to mess around with some dude that wants to drag you along and isn't even interested in marrying you, right? You know, you you just tell him, hey, if you want it, you need to put a ring on it. That's it. That's the truth, all right? Listen to me. There is no joy. There there, There is no point pursuing a relationship with somebody that doesn't want to marry you. There's no point even entering into a relationship with someone who doesn't want to get married ever. Break up. Bye, Steve. You're out of here. Guys, same for you. Bye, Felicia. We ain't dating if you don't want to get married. Come on. Someone needs to say amen right now. But let's talk about it back from a biblical perspective right here. For whatever reason, maybe they're shy. Maybe they're embarrassed. Maybe they're just not that into you, right? That relationship now has a barrier, doesn't it? And that barrier has got to be resolved if the relationship has a shot at going to the next level. I don't know why, perhaps, uh, perhaps you're dating and they don't want you to meet their family. They don't want you to meet their friends. They, they don't want their colleagues to know about you, right? Why don't they want to go public with this relationship? Why does what matters to you not matter to them? This has got to be resolved before the relationship can go to another level. Can I tell you, baptism matters to God. And what matters to God needs to matter to you. Come on, if it matters to God, it needs to matter to you. If you feel stuck in your relationship with God and you feel like there's been a barrier in your relationship, maybe like you haven't grown any deeper in that friendship with God for a long time and you haven't been baptized, then you need to get baptized today and that will change today. It won't just change. You will come up out of that tub and you will be like, I feel different now. Today, Come on, that barrier has got to be resolved. Come on. So as we look at baptism, there are four things that we're going to go through today, point by point, for you to understand. I'll give them all to you now, then I'll break them down for you. Number one, baptism is in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's it's the Father, it's Jesus, it's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Number two. We should all be baptized. Every single person needs to be baptized, all right? Jesus did it, and he said that you should do it. We should be dunked, not sprinkled, so we can rise again like Christ. That's going to be a fun moment in the service today, talking about that. And baptism is like the spiritual version of like a marriage ceremony. We're going public with this, amen? So these are just different things that you find throughout Scripture about baptism. But number one, let's talk about it real brief. I know most of you know this, most of you believe this, but there is some confusion in different areas, people who grew up in cults and whatnot. Baptism is in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's an appeal to the full authority of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. See, all three were there at salvation, and all three are there at your baptism. See, your salvation comes from the Father by faith as you believe in the Son and is worked out and sealed in your life by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. And in baptism, we honor and call upon the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Just like Jesus said that we should baptize people in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Spirit. And I think most of us understand that. But like I said, some people have grown up in different areas and some people have grown up with different ideas. And, but we are, our church has a fairly traditional because we're not the church that thinks that we learn something new after thousands of years or we're not the church that thinks, oh, maybe Paul didn't get it right. No, no, we believe the word of God and you need to be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit because without the Father, there would be no salvation, Without the Son, there would be no salvation. Without the Holy Spirit, there would be no salvation. Somebody texted me recently. I'm sure they'd be okay with me messaging, I mean, telling you this, that somebody said to them that because when they were baptized, it was not only in and just the name Jesus that they're not really baptized. Someone said you shouldn't be baptized with the Father or the Holy Spirit, and they can't say the Son. They have to say the name Jesus. To which I reply, you're saying you have to be baptized in the name of Jesus. But Jesus himself said, be baptized in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on. I ain't got time for this uh, forget half the Bible theology. Come on, someone say amen. You ready for number two? Every believer should be baptized. Jesus said so. Paul said so. The early church said so. Everyone has always agreed that every believer needs to be baptized. Paul repeatedly said, be baptized. Peter repeatedly said, be baptized. John repeatedly said, be baptized. And I think we can all agree that Scripture is pretty clear about the fact that we need to be baptized. And so, again, if you are not baptized, and and I will explain who is and who needs to be baptized a bit more in a minute. But if you have not been baptized, and if you're committed to following Jesus... Then you should for sure get baptized today, whether you plan to or not. If you really, really desperately want your local family members to come, then get baptized in the 11 o'clock service and tell them, you get your butt to church, or I'll come back home and slap you afterwards and I'll be forgiven. Come on. Right? You need to be baptized today. Number three, and the funnest, most controversial point of the day how should we be baptized? Well, there's only one possible way to be baptized, to be dunked, not sprinkled. I'm going to talk to you in a moment about how it's an oxymoron and impossible to be baptized by sprinkling. We'll get there in a minute, but we're going to have some fun. Scripture shows us that baptism is a very symbolic, but not only symbolic act, that not only displays, but makes very real in our lives what God has done and is doing in us. Let me show you some of the amazing symbolic but very real things that being dunked does in your life as opposed to being sprinkled, okay? Romans 6, 4 says, we therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may rise again to live a new life. This is awesome. See, what happens when you're baptized, when you're lowered under the water, your old life, which died when you gave your life to Christ, is being buried with Christ. And then when we raise up out of the water, we rise again into new life, like Jesus who rose again out of that grave on the third day. This is not just symbolism. We're finally having the funeral, and we're telling the world, that guy's dead, He's so dead, we're burying him, and he ain't coming back. Come on, that guy ain't coming back. I'm coming up out of that tomb as a brand new person. I'm saying just like Christ was buried, I too, my old life is buried, and I'm rising again. Just like when Christ rose again, he prophesied that I too would rise again into new life. Can I get an amen? Amen. It's not just symbolism. This is you having a burial for your old life, burying your sin, burying the lies, burying the adultery, burying the person who was chasing after the desires of the flesh, burying the shame that came with it all. Jesus Christ died with our sins. Jesus Christ died with the old man or the old woman, amen. And not only was the death important, but the rising again is important too when you rise up out of that tank. Have a brand new life because Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. You enjoying some theology today? Yeah. Come on. Baptism literally buries your past, makes you new, and prophesies it to the world. The second reason for being dunked, see, that's why you need to be dunked because who knows It sprinklism, that doesn't symbolize anything of the burial. Right? It doesn't. The second reason for being dunked, not sprinkled, is firstly, you will not find sprinkling anywhere in the entire Scriptures. Nowhere. You won't find it in there. And I know there might be some Catholics in the room who want to punch me after church and, hey, I'm willing. I've been doing my, my sit-ups and stuff, so just hit me in the, in the stomach would be kind. But I know you might want to punch me, but listen, don't get angry at me for something that's not in the Bible. You hear what I'm saying? It's not in there. You can't find it anywhere in all of Scripture, okay? Nowhere will you find a person being sprinkled. See, the word baptismo means immersed. The word baptismo also means, it doesn't just mean immersed, it means plunged. Plunged. You understand that? That's what it means. So, baptism by sprinkling is in very essence an oxymoron and impossible. It is impossible to plunge someone into a sprinkling. Do you hear what I'm saying? And it doesn't just mean plunged, it means immersed. So I have been immersed in it. Immersed means gone down into, come up out of. So baptismal is the word every single time someone is baptized in Scripture. Every time the word baptism is mentioned, it uses the word baptismal. See, sprinkling and plunging immersion are opposites. You can't plunge. You don't plunge your cup under the faucet. It doesn't, you hold it under there, but, 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 but you plunge things into something else. If Jesus wanted us to be sprinkled, they did have a word for that. It's not like, oh, the Greeks were so backwards, they didn't have a word for sprinkling. No, they did. They had a word for that, and that word is rantidzo. Ran Everyone say rantidzo. Now forget it, because that's got nothing to do with baptism. All right? That is the word sprinkled, okay? And in Scripture, they'll use that word when talking about being sprinkled with the blood. You hear that? And so that word is used in Scripture, but it's never once ever used when it comes to baptism. Not once. If you can find the word rantidzo used in regard to baptism, I will give you $100, Rob will. $100. So it literally, baptism means plunged, right? And so if you've been sprinkled, you've not been baptized. You've been sprinkled. Because who knows that people who, have, people who have been sprinkled have not been immersed. And baptism means immersed and plunged. Everyone agrees that the the early church only baptized by full immersion, which means plunge. No one poured over or sprinkled. That was a later change. So it's not what the word baptism means, and it's certainly not what the symbolism of the death, burial, and resurrection calls for. So it's not what we do. Not sprinkled, not poured, immersed. And I'm not making fun of it. I just think it's important that we, like, we're just one of those churches that wants to follow the word of God. You know, we don't want to add to it. We don't want to take from it. We just want to follow the word of God. Amen. And, and so just the last one to show you that again. In John 3.23, it says, they went there and they baptized people because the water was plentiful there. Okay. So they actually picked the place to be baptized based on how much water was there. Is there enough water there to plunge people into it or in our terminology to dunk them? Yes, there is. Let's go there. Amen? Praise God. You understand that? So if you were sprinkled, you should get baptized with Christ and like Christ today. If you were sprinkled, you should be baptized instead of sprinkled. And we are willing to baptize you today. I don't care if you're 89, 99, 105, 8 years old, or 12. You can be baptized today. Now, I also want to tell you, I'm going to get a little bit more controversial. Y'all ready for it? If you were sprinkled as an infant, you weren't baptized, you were sprinkled, and you should get baptized today. The people who baptize infants, they say this. Well, there was a family in the Bible that got baptized that said, well, this bloke and his family were baptized. That's what the scriptures say. Uh, well, they don't say bloke. It says he and his household were baptized. And, uh, and, and so people who baptize infants, what they say to justify infant baptism is, they say, well, maybe there was an infant in that family. To which I've been quoted as saying, well, maybe there was a goat too. (laughs) But we don't baptize goats, do we? Right? You don't want to write a whole theology based on a, well, what if there was a maybe? Y'all hear what I'm saying? We want to base it on what does the word of God say? And it says to baptize by full immersion in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. So that argument is so weak. So Scripture only shows people choosing to be baptismal after they, they personally accepted Christ and are making a personal decision to follow Christ. So at Eternity Church, we, we dedicate infants. We don't baptize them because we don't, number one, we also don't want to rob them of the privilege of choosing to follow Christ and making a public declaration of their faith, okay? And so at Eternity, at eight years old, we will baptize kids. Mine, one of my kids was baptized at nine, Two of my kids are being baptized today, all right? We don't tell them to. We're not like, you need to get baptized right now, all right? But they've chosen to, okay? We ask them, do you want to? Every believer needs to be baptized. And, uh, and so two of them have chosen today. So in this service, one, and in the next service, another. And uh, we're super excited about that. Um, but they understand it, and, um, and they have going to be baptized. So y'all with me still? Good. Dying before you're baptized, by the way, doesn't send you to hell. We talked about that earlier. And so we, we, we just need to stick with the Word of God, amen. Lastly, um, baptism is like a spiritual version of a marriage ceremony. When two people love each other, they tend to get married and they absolutely should get married. We know, uh, you know, so that we know you love each other. You, you, you keep posting and, you know, you make out selfies everywhere on your Facebook. We, we know you love each other, Right. Um, But marriage is a celebration saying this isn't just a make-out session. This isn't just passion. This is a commitment. We're together forever, all right? It's a celebration where you ask people to celebrate with you. Marriage is the time when you say to everyone else, I will never leave her. I will not forsake her, amen? Uh, I will be hers and she will be mine. Will you give yourself to her? Yes. Will you love her? Yes. Will you honor her? Yes. Will you be faithful to her so long as you both shall live? Yes. Baptism is that public commitment. You're telling the world, I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. I will serve the Lord. I'm not ashamed of Him. And this is forever. You need to go public with it today. Amen. Would you all stand up with me right now? Before we talk any more about baptism, I want to talk to anyone here who doesn't know Jesus. And by the way, you might be like, wow, he's going to land the plane on really early today. No, we're having baptism service, all right? And listen to me, listen to me. I'm going to be real brutally honest with you believers. Um, Part of being a Christian is celebrating with those who celebrate. And so if you think you get to get out early today, you're kidding yourself. All right? All right? I'll land this plane half an hour early so that you can stay here and watch and celebrate and rejoice with those who celebrate and rejoice, all right? So I want to talk to people who don't know Jesus, though. Have y'all seen the movie Back to the Future? Give me a wave if you have, yeah? Hey, if you're like under 25 and you have seen Back to the Future, give me a wave, right? I'm so proud of our young people. Good on you. Good on ya. Just you know, I know you only watched it so you'd know what the heck we were all talking about, but, but thank you for caring, you know. <laughs> There's this one scene in Back to the Future where Doc bursts into the room and starts talking about the time continuum. Yeah. It's shifted. Marty, it's shifted. It's messed up, right? There's now this alternate reality and nobody knows about it. They don't even know about it. They're just living their lives. In 1985, their their lives are in absolute chaos. It's a nightmare. It was a nightmare created by Biff. And they're completely oblivious to this fact that they're supposed to be living a different life. Everything could be better. Everything could be great. They could experience healing. Everything could be just the way it's supposed to be. In fact, everything was supposed to be better. But they didn't know about it. And today in this room, there are people that are living in a reality that God never intended them to live in. Right. You've gone about life alone. That was never God's plan. Struggling, sad, never getting any traction in so many areas of your life. That's a reality you were not designed to live in. You might be great at work, but messed up in your family. Or maybe you're messed up in your family, and you're messed up at your workplace, and you're messed up in your relationships, I don't know. Or maybe you simply just have this unending, nagging feeling like something's not where it's supposed to be. That's something that's missing in your life is Jesus. See, God has another plan for your life. And as you read through scriptures, you see that God's plan is to bless you, God's plan is to look after you, God's plan is good He never wants to hurt you. There's scripture in scripture. I'm I'm not the guy that wants to hang a sermon or a message on one little scripture. But I, I like to find the one that sums it all up the best. Does that make sense? And so the full weight of the word of God shows me that God has good plans for your life. But I think Jeremiah 29 11 just says it perfectly. Where God says that my plans are to bless you and not to harm you. I have plans to give you a great future. And fill your life with hope. In the beginning, when God said, let us make mankind in our image. At that moment, he thought of you. He saw how the earth would unfold. He saw who would marry who and who would, who would create who. And, and he saw you. And at that moment, he had plans to bless you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a good future, full of hope. But since that time, just crazy things have happened sin and darkness and brokenness and the devil messing with people's lives. And so many of you in the room right now have not been living in God's plan for your life. All you got to do is say yes to him today to start, the, to start the shift, to start that transition back to what God planned for you. And I don't know what you've been doing. I don't care. But I do want you to find the fullness of God's great hope in your life. So no matter who you are and no matter what you've done, He loves you and He has a good plan for you. I know that to be true. It is a fact. Scripture says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And some people don't want to do that because they're like, I don't feel good enough because of all this garbage in my life. Hey, I get it. There are some things in your life that need to change not just because God, not because God's like a, a mean dude with a magnifying glass getting angry at you and burning you. No, 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 no. They need to change because some of these things in your life, yeah, they're offensive to God, but they're destructive to you and hurtful to others. But here's the thing. You don't have to fix them to start a relationship with God. You need to start a relationship with God so that He can help you fix them. We're not asking you to get saved and next week come up here and be like, I am sin-free, look at me. Right? That's not what we want. We're asking you to start the journey now that God's Holy Spirit could begin to transform your life and line it up with the plans that God had for you in the beginning. So I'd ask you all to pray this prayer with me, everyone together, nobody praying it alone. Everyone in the room is going to pray on stage, down the back, online, in the lobby. Everybody's going to pray this. You won't be alone. But I ask you, if you're away from God, maybe you've been a Christian and you walked away from God, I ask you to come back, pray this prayer today with us. Maybe you've never had faith in God. I ask you to pray this prayer with us today. Start the journey now. Don't wait till next week. Let's start it today. Amen. So everyone in the room, believe this in your heart. Speak it with your mouth. Please repeat after me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on a cross for my sin and he rose again to give me life, hope, joy, peace and eternal life. I receive all of that. I receive your forgiveness for my sin. And I receive this brand new life with you as my Lord and my Savior. And I ask for your help to turn away from my sin, leave my shame in the past, and chase after the good plans that you have for my life. I commit my life to you you are my Lord and Savior, in the name of Jesus, amen, 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 amen. 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 Come on, in God good, amen. <laughs> if you prayed that prayer, there's just a couple of things I want you to do, all right? Firstly, I want you to, everyone in the room, everyone whip out your phone right now, Right? If you've got a phone in your pocket, just whip it out of your pocket, every single person, there it is. Everyone whip it out. There we go. Now, what I want you to do, if you prayed that prayer, open up your messages. Everyone, open up your messages. We're just tricking everyone, that's all. Now, text GIVE. Just kidding. (laughs) If you prayed that prayer, what I want you to do is I want you to text the word SAVED to the number 25827. Why? Because if you do that, this week we're going to send you a Bible I'm going to send you a CD with some worship on it and we're going to send you a gift card to Friedrich's because here we believe that caffeine unlocks the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm kidding about that, but it unlocks something. And so, and, uh, but we want to bless you with a gift card for a couple of free coffees and also we, we want to send you a Bible because listen to me, you're a Christian now and you need to read the Word of God. You need to read. Listen, I'm telling you right now, you just got saved, start the best habit of your life. Start reading the Word of God right now. Amen. And we're going to send you a Bible in the mail this week, all right? It's a good one. It's the whole Bible from the front to the back. We just want to bless you, so please do that. If you're somewhere else and you're not in the USA, uh, My Eternity dot com forward slash save we're going to send you that right now so go ahead and take care of that the last thing is i want you to uh i want you to lift up your hand when i count to three so i know who i'm praying for so if everyone in the room could now close your eyes and bow your heads no one looking around not looking around on stage not looking around down the back if you prayed that prayer i want to know who you are because i want to pray for you all right we've given you privacy right now but i want to know i want to pray for god's favor and blessing on your life All right, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or for the first time in a long time and you came back to Christ today, on the count of three, lift up your hand. One, two, three. Shoot it up right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. That's 12 people. Come on. Give God a shout of praise. Let's pray. Before I pray, I want to say to you 12 people, welcome home. Welcome back into God's plans for your life. Everything changes today. By the way, as I'm praying, I want you to know you're allowed to get baptized today. What about the course? What course? This was the course. All right. In the Bible, there's this dude who's a eunuch and, um, and a eunuch. Yeah, Google it. Don't Google it. Anyway, dude was a eunuch. It says he was a eunuch. I'm stuck on that word, aren't I? Anyway, there's this guy in the Bible and uh, he he gets saved. Uh, Peter, Philip is talking to him and be like, hey, bro, yada, yada, yada. And At some point, Philip talks to him about baptism. And then this guy who only just gave his life to Christ sees some water and goes, there's some water. Can I get baptized? And Philip's like, let's go. And churches have tried to complicate so many basic things. Let me tell you, you just got saved. Or maybe you're saved last week or maybe you just never been baptized or maybe you were sprinkled. Listen to me, there's some water. There's some water. Let's get baptized, amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those 12 people that gave you their lives today. Thank you for their courage. God, thank you that they will be living a transformed life full of hope. I pray you break the shame and the pain of their past mistakes off their lives right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. Help them to live this life Protect them, Holy Spirit, protect them from the lies of the enemy. Seal salvation on their hearts, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, don't go home. Service has 25-ish minutes left, all right? What I want to ask you to do right now, we're going to sing this song, All My Life You've Been Faithful. If you want to get baptized, the second I walk off this stage, you walk out to that lobby and ask them for a bag of clothes, shorts, shirt, and towel. Go to the bathroom, get changed. Come straight back in here. We're going to say, we got two tanks so we can baptize a lot of people today. Let's get you baptized. God bless you. Take your relationship with God public and to a whole new level. God bless you. Come on, let's worship. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week, love you heaps.